0: You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. If your kitchen table could talk what would it say? This right here is my kitchen table, and it's just a simple wood table. A lot of you wouldn't see it as very valuable. Uh, My wife and mother-in-law refinished it many years ago, and this table's got some black paint at the end from one of the kids' craft projects. It's got some scratches. It's worn, but this table is very special to us because of all the memories, And, and I was just wondering if this table could talk, what would it tell you? would well, it tell you about all of the homework that has been done at this table? The, the school projects, especially the science project where they had to collect all the bugs and we had bugs uh, on this poster board on this table? Would well, it tell you about how recently this has become my wife's uh, desk uh, during COVID-19, how she's had Zoom meetings and how she's graded lots and lots of papers? and how she's uh, had conversations with parents, and students, and coworkers. Would it talk about all of the craft projects that, that my wife has, has done at this table? Or maybe the puzzles or the, the games that we've played. One of my favorites has always been playing Connect Four uh, with the kids here. Well, would, it, would it tell you about the times that we've had Life Group over at our house and we've gathered around this table and around the kitchen area and, and how we told stories and we would laugh and we would cry and and we just had sweet fellowship would it tell you about all of the prayers that have been said uh, at this table how we lifted uh, each other up and and we just talked to God uh, many many times at this table would it tell you about how especially when when my kids were small how we would try to get them to eat something and they wouldn't want to eat eat it and it was like World War three and it really wasn't a pretty picture in the Morgan household during those times. Would it tell you about all of the different meals that we've had here? Well, one of my favorites is Christmas morning. My, my wife gets up early and she fixes a, a breakfast casserole and French toast and and bacon and sausage and biscuits and gravy. I mean, food's just everywhere on this table. And, and, and I think about the memories that we've had with our family uh, over the years. Uh, at Christmas and, and just around this table, especially eating food. And this week we're starting a series that, we'll, we'll go, uh, that will go on for the next several weeks called The Table. And we're going to be uh, taking some time to look at important meals in the Gospels, especially the book of, of Luke. Uh, if I counted right, I counted about nine meals that involved Jesus. And if Jesus isn't eating a meal, he's talking about food. In Luke chapter 14, you see the, the parable of the great banquet. In Luke chapter 15, you have the story of the prodigal son and, and there's a party, there's a feast at the end. In Luke chapter 16, there's a rich man eating and a poor man begging to have crumbs from this rich man's table and luke is the only gospel that mentions the son of man uh, Came eating and drinking luke 7 34. in fact most of the major events in in luke is surrounded by a meal robert karis writes in luke's gospel jesus is either going to a meal at a meal or coming from a meal if you have your bibles go ahead and turn to luke chapter 5 we're going to see another meal in this story. There was a tax collector named uh, Levi or Matthew, and and Jesus walks by Matthew's uh, tax booth, and he says, come follow me and and be my disciple. And so Levi gets up and he leaves everything and he follows him. Verse 29, later Levi held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor and many of Levi's friends, fellow tax collectors, and other, your translation might say other sinners or other guests, ate with him. But the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus' disciples, well, why do you eat and drink with such scum? And Jesus answered them, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I've come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Jesus invites a tax collector to to come follow him, and and we've talked about this before, but tax collectors really was not liked. They they often cheated people, and, and Jews saw them as traitors. They were collecting taxes for the Roman people. And recently, I started watching The Chosen. It's a multi-season TV show on the life of Jesus. Not everything's biblical, just FYI. They do take creative license there. But one thing that I really did enjoy is how they gave a good picture of how Levi or Matthew may have been treated by others. That as he would walk by, people would shove him or spit on him. Uh, that a lot of times he would have to hide from people because he was so disliked that his family may have disowned him, that the Romans really didn't like him either because he was a, a Jew. Uh, they they, they uh, painted him as a guy that was really smart, and really good with numbers, uh, but he was also really, really wealthy because the more money that he could get uh, from, from the Jews, uh, it, 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 made, it helped him build wealth. It also painted the picture and, and I think that this is uh, a great possibility is that he may have collected taxes from some of the other disciples, Peter, Andrew, James and John. And can you imagine after Jesus says, come follow me and, and uh, all of a sudden he has to maybe see some of the very people that he collected taxes from. I mean, just imagine a meal uh, that they were eating and, and the conversations that would have been taking place. Uh, in, in The Chosen, it even shows uh possibility of some of that uh, with Peter being pretty aggravated, kind of being edgy toward uh, Matthew. But, but Jesus says, Matthew or Levi, come, come follow me. And, and, and th- this is a big deal. I think people would be shocked that, first of all, that a tax collector of all people would be a disciple of Jesus. But on top of that, when Jesus uh, calls Matthew uh, and, and Matthew follows him, he can't go back to being a tax collector. Uh, the other fishermen, they could always go back. But, but Matthew, no. Uh, he, he was all in. He had to be fully committed. And so he starts following Jesus, and, and, and then he throws a party. And the party's not the problem. The guest list is the problem. Verse 29, there's a bunch of other tax collectors there, and, and there's others other sinners at the table. Uh, who were the others? Is it possible that maybe they were prostitutes or outcasts or people in the margins? People who cuss a lot or drink too much or, or maybe smoke marijuana? Maybe there's gamblers and maybe there's a terrorist? People with a criminal record? Can you imagine if that table could talk the conversations that were being held that night? Many of us, would we would be uncomfortable, but Jesus embraced people where they were at. He doesn't say clean up before coming to me. I, I love to make conversation with people and I, I like to ask uh, about their story and-, and, I- and I just love to love to learn about their life and, and oftentimes I don't tell them I'm a minister up front. I, I just let them talk and-, and it's pretty revealing some of the things that people will tell you and and sometimes people will cuss like a sailor in front of me. I've had people tell me how they've cheated uh, the government or cheated someone else and then eventually the question comes up, hey, what do you do for a living? And, and sometimes I, I say, well, I, I help people or, or I kind of skirt around it. But eventually I say, well, hey, but what, what does that mean that you help people? Well, I'm a minister. And all of a sudden they kind of get this shocked face. And like, I can't believe I just, I was saying all of those things or I just told you that. And I said, hey, that's okay. I, I, I'm just like you. I put my pants on just like you do. And I would rather you be the real you. And I think that's how Jesus is. He doesn't expect people to clean up before coming to know him. Now, once he comes into your heart, he's going to transform you. But people meet, or Jesus meets you where you're at. Now, the Pharisees, they can't believe this. I mean, they're aggravated. They can't believe that Jesus would eat with people like that, tax collectors and other sinners. I mean, back then in that culture, who you ate with is who you accepted. In our culture, it would be like who you would invite to come on vacation with you or who you would invite to come over uh, for Christmas. And, and so they're shocked, but this is Jesus' response. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. The, the Pharisees are asking Jesus to behave like a doctor, but to avoid sick people. Jesus said, No. Uh, I'm I'm going to spend time with these people. I'm going to love these people. I'm going to to embrace these people. He's going to have conversations. And and Jesus is constantly extending grace to people, and he calls us to do the the same thing. We need to be prepared to have conversations with, with people who make us feel uncomfortable, who maybe doesn't act like what we act like. Maybe they say things that make us feel uncomfortable, See, our mission is not to make more religious people who are judgmental and legalistic. Uh, our mission is to make disciples who are filled with love and grace. And, and Jesus is our, is our example of that. I mean, he models that uh, for us. I, I, I want you to just take a few moments and, and, and think about if your kitchen table could talk, what would it say? And, and, and then who are the tax collectors? and others in your life that you're building a relationship with? Are are you inviting people to your table who are on the margins of life, who are the outcasts,